With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Back here with uh, John Bass. Uh, the day after the the, the the night before, it all happened, and we will come to the football. Not that we want to talk about it that much. 
Yeah. I've got my Barocca, I've finished that. I've had a nice halloumi and uh, tomato sandwich. Handmade. Artisan uh, bakery. <laughs> a nice cup of tea. Um, but I'm looking out the window, and John's flat in Leightonstone, there's shoes. There's someone's put shoes on the roof. There's four pairs as well. <laughs> it's not like someone's gone, gone up there for whatever reason for, I'll take my shoes off. There's four pairs. There's four pairs of shoes on. It's like they've gone, do you know what? We don't need a wardrobe. We've yeah. got all that space in the roof that's going to waste. Let's put the shoes up there. It's, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Why aren't more people storing stuff on there? There's a room? hell of a lot of empty space up there. And storage typically is an issue. It's, particularly in London, I mean, you could charge a fortune. I might start renting out the space. Rent, in my room. Yeah, yeah, rent the roof for yeah. shoes. Go and ask them. Shall I just go over there now? <laughs> Did you know there's four pairs of shoes on your <laughs> In the break, I'll go over there and go, excuse me, uh, there's four pairs of shoes on there. Um, do you is, need, it, is there any more space? Because I've actually got a shitload of trainers on. <laughs> I need story. Uh, and then just uh, to the right of this house, yeah. there's a roof with a children's pedal cart yeah. thing on. There's also... And, and no edges. <laughs> so they're letting their kid... Yeah, it's like the one that Chucky has, the little trike. Yeah. Uh, there's also two chairs and a table up there. But it's it's not a roof for purpose. Like it's a bitumen thin roof. <laughs> they go free. Yeah. So a lot of my neighbours seem to just like being on roofs. That's what we've learned from this. <clears throat> All right. So that was bad. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? That hurt. Yeah. I don't know if it's the the hangover. You know, you get the fear when you've got a hangover. I don't know whether it's that or I'm still uh, processing how bad it was actually yesterday. I don't think we had a shot on target. No. So that tells you a lot. It was really bad. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Um, Davison Sanchez and Winks, I thought, can hold themselves up with a bit of pride. But, yeah. But everyone else, I think that they will feel very disappointed today. They let themselves down. They did, and us. They've let, yeah. It's yeah. not like we're disappointed more than anything, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like, you've just let us down. Yeah. And um, it's like... Uh, it's like finding out your son... <laughs> he's not good at football <laughs> after all those years and he's and he's lied to him he's gone oh, I love football dad yes. and then he got that actually I hate it shit yeah shit I'm into gaming <laughs> I'm really good at online Call yeah, of Duty I'm, 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 I'm really into Call of Duty yeah I'm next level black ops bruv but I'm, I'm not into football um, thank you to everyone who came down to the Fighting Cock Social um, it was I, you could sense Feel the nervous energy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it, it was just, it was tough from start yeah. to, to end, really. And I didn't think they, I didn't think Chelsea was was that much better than us. Mm. I just thought that there's just quality in that side. Yeah, it was a weird game. Pedro had the game of his fucking oh, life. Fuck, I hate that guy sometimes. Oh, you little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like overall, for me, it was a case of like first sort of ten, fifteen minutes. I thought Chelsea were like all over us and really trying to. To like break us down and I felt like we were constantly under pressure and then we kind of like rode that wave a little bit and we started to get into the game and they started looking tired and I think there was like a few of us were talking I said to Bardi like they look like their legs are showing a little bit now from the cup final yeah. and actually if we can just get a goal this will just crush them and it didn't come then we have half time and then the second half was an absolute shit show yeah everyone was saying half time legs yeah. are gone their legs are gone yeah, everyone I, I, said, yeah. I said about eight times they got, they're gone <laughs> they're blowing they're gassed this is done this is done just give us it now yeah. and then um, I mean what a check the last time I was here talking to you we just smashed Dortmund 3-0 yeah that's we right, were buzzing since then we had Burnley Chelsea <laughs> We get a lot of tweets and uh, emails of people saying, don't do the socials anymore. Mm. Fight Court Social's cursed. Yeah. Do not do it. And I guess a joke. Yeah. But uh, as you said, yeah. um, didn't do the social against Burnley. Did no, we? did not do the social against Burnley. There's a lot of other games we lost this year. We didn't do the social then either. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and uh, if anyone is serious, I think there's one guy, there's one guy who keeps messaging you going, stop doing it. Stop yeah. fucking doing it. This is why we're losing. If you genuinely believe that a couple of blokes getting together and watching a football in a pub is the reason why we didn't win that game yeah. or lost that game, then, um, as T put it, you, you need your hard drive checking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <and> nonchalant. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like, yeah. 
there's no such thing as magic yeah. jinxes curses like I get it we all have like football superstitions like whether you play like Sunday League or you're like just a fan or you're a Premier League football like, everyone has some sort of superstitions but there's a line when you go okay I can't actually control the universe based on whether or not I go down the path yeah <laughs> it doesn't affect you like that yeah Otherwise, uh, otherwise, if it did, we'd just never do it and guarantee winning the league every season. Like it doesn't work like that. We're doing one next week against Dortmund. Yeah, <laughs> in, in pending four <laughs> three. And I, I know, I know that, it, that we've got, we'll get a minute into the game. Gertz will go through, yeah. dink it over Lloris, and we won the damn in first minute, and yeah. it'll be like, oh my god, it's happening again. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> that is so horrible to think about that. I think if we. I'm saying now, if we lose that four three, so, I won't. I won't go to a social again. <laughs> no. If if I lose that four three, if we lose that four three, we'll shut the fucking cup down. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I've just left the job. Yeah. But imagine that. I'll just get rid of my only source of income. Fuck it. Yeah. Just my, because of a result. My, my missus going. What are you doing? I, I promised. Yeah, I said on the pod. So I've got data, legally man. binding in, way now. <laughs> in a way. Um, also, um, thank you for everyone who signed up for the Patreon. Uh, some people saying they can't find it. Go on our Twitter. It's on. It's, it's, it's a post on Twitter, I think, and Facebook. Uh, or you just uh, type in Patreon forward slash the Fighting Cock. P A T R E O N. It's a weird spelling. Doesn't make it, you know what it means really. It's patron and Patreon. Yeah, I think it's supposed to. Yes, the plain words in it, like an, an E patron. Right. Clever. So you, I think that's what it is. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, over 100 people have done it so far. That's great. Well done. Well K- done. Ka-ching. Bang. Bosh. <laughs> we're right. straight down the pub after this. No, uh, we're going to be working for it. No, there's going to be yeah. a new podcast coming out. It's 30% podcast coming out soon. Um, we're working on films. And anyone who uh, is a patron of The Fighting Cock gets into the socials for free. So mm. if you haven't got a ticket and you are a patron, uh, Dortmund next week, you just rock up with... Um, your Patreon confirmation and in you get that's cool isn't it it's like you flash it like an FBI badge like yeah it's just like Patreon bosh like fucking let me in yeah I'm somebody yeah and when you come to the the social you don't say please or thank you anymore Mm. your money is no good except the stuff that you need to buy your beer with yeah yeah you could like if I'm not getting slapped on the arse by the Patreon (laughs) I'm disappointed like you can jump back yeah slap yeah anytime get us a drink babes bosh (laughs) (laughs) something like that that's what I want to (laughs) hear I want a slap on the arse and I want an order to go to the bar yeah, immediately. You can slap John's arse at any time. <laughs> any time. Put that, put that on the <laughs> list of things you get as part of the Patreon. Just slap me I'm actually going to write that down. Right. Slap, slap John Patrick's arse at any time. <laughs> any social. Uh, there's lots of other stuff as well. Um, designing an enamel pin badge. Delightful. Uh, some t-shirts we'll be putting out. So it's good. Great. Um, it's hard talking about that sort of stuff when, when you've just been beaten by Chelsea and... Mm. When the team was announced for Tonglen out, um, did you did you start to feel then Davies left back? Yeah, um, it's not so much the Davies thing because I always think like Davies actually um, we know he's got his limitations, but he is usually prepared to kind of get stuck in and and have it with people, and he's not prepared to like put his foot in. And de- defensively, he's okay. I mean, obviously last night he didn't have a great performance, but the Vertonghen just not being there mm. always worries me. We've never seemed to be as calm in defence when he's not there and uh, I just think in terms of like leaders on the pitch he's so important so yeah that did really like concern me I don't know how long he's going to be out for whether or not he was just like for that or whether he's going to be missing for the weekend but yeah it's a big concern when he's not on the team I think. yeah definitely and <clears throat> I think um, it's just the, the level of assuredness that he brings and he gets the ball and playing out from the back as we did last night it mm. was absolutely exhausting watching that and I get I get the process. Yeah, I understand it. I know that I know that there's more. You're much more likely to to keep hold of the ball by playing out of the back than yeah. pumping it long when it comes a 50-50 challenge. But it was exhausting mm. watching it because you're just convinced every single time. Yeah, and a lot of people said that Sissoko didn't have a. So some people saying Sissoko didn't have a great game. I thought it was okay, and I thought we did well under pressure down the down the right hand side. But that that way of of, of, of playing against and twice we've done it against Chelsea now yeah. and twice we've come unstuck that way of playing them is um, 
I don't know. Sometimes I just wanted to just smash it up long. <laughs> just, just let's go Brexit with yeah, football. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday league all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I get it. Like it is frustrating. I think as well, it doesn't help that um, Lloris uh, sometimes just puts passes straight. I mean, he actually like gave one straight. I think it was to Pedro when he, oh, he actually had time. Yeah, and he just curled it straight to two. Well, where are you at with Lloris? It's so difficult, isn't it? Because. We, before Larice, we had a, a, a kind of succession of very average to poor and very high risk keepers like Heraleo Gomez's of this world. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's difficult now to be in a, and it's a kind of a metaphor for how we are as a side, which is that now we've got a higher like, level, we now hold them to a higher standard, rightly so. Um, but it is difficult with Larice because sometimes he's fantastic and mm-hmm. you, you think, God, we would not be in this game if it wasn't for him. And then he has games like last night where he's making a lot of mistakes and even even the goal was fairly soft getting beaten at your near post. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Well, and the second one is, so we could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, well, <clears throat> Trippier, there's one really bad photo okay. of Trippier <laughs> where he's, the, the player's nowhere near him. Right. Um, he's looking at goal. He's just calmly slotted in the bottom corner. And, um, but... Loris, I think, has also had massive fault. Yeah. His decision making there was terrible. If you're coming for that ball, and you and you, you you're five feet short of getting it mm. when Trippier's, then you should never have come. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Actually, he kept, he comes rushing out when Trippier's getting to the ball. So, as a defender, you want your keeper to stay so you can lay it back to him, um, or that just was, tell him what to do. Like just clear it. He, he can go left or right with that clearance. Instead, he's like he's gone back to him. Which I think I think he thought. He made the bad, the wrong decision that he was that that ball was running through, yeah, and he was going to come at the end. There was a risk of the, of the striker coming and pick it up, but he's he forced Trippier. I think he forced Trippier to make that mistake. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I think there's an element of though. But then just if you're not looking, it's, it's Trippier. If you're not looking, and sometimes defend. I mean, loads of times you're watching a game, they won't look. They'll just. They'll just knock it back to the keeper, right? Yeah. But you're told, even at Sunday League level, you play it in an angle that can't go in, even if the keeper's not there. So you play it to his left, you play it to his right. Mm. So that if he's not there, or he misses it, it don't go in. Well, don't I, play I, out the goal. Uh, at Sunday League, I understand it, because <laughs> yeah. the goalkeepers are shit, aren't they? Yeah. But when you got a World Cup winner, you should yeah, be able to play it. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I've basically, yeah, told Hugo, from my, all my Sunday League experience, <laughs> what he's done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to, to be fair, the only thing that slightly made me smile this morning is I've seen that someone has overlaid the uh, Trippier free kick against Croatia in the semi-final. Yeah, they've overlaid that commentary with last night's footage, <laughs> so it's like Trippier, Trippier. That is a wonderful goal, for Trippier. <laughs> and I thought, do you know what? You got to laugh at yourself, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Sometimes, fuck you now. Did you did you go on Twitter afterwards? I had a little peek. Why? Because um, I'm a brave man. Yeah. Um, and I was dr- really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, this will be a laugh. This, this oh, is a yeah. big apple, but everything's going to be fine. <laughs> I was like, was there a game on? Was there? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's toxic at the best of times, isn't it? Like, I don't mind so much the, the other fans giving us shit because we do it to them. Um, sometimes I just find like, the negativity from our own base a little bit frustrating because I kind of think like, and we all do it. We're very reactionary just after we've watched something. Yeah. And I always think it's better to give yourself, like in, in life in general, give yourself a bit of time to really process it and think about it. And it was still shit, don't get me wrong. And there's a lot there's a lot wrong with that performance. But, you know, you see stuff about, has Poch taken us too far? And, and all these other things. And for me, it's just like, it's a bit overkill. I mean, I saw one thing that was like, has Poch taken us too far? And someone's posted here, people saying that, you've lost your mind. Basically, a... In, in Poch's tenure, yeah. after 28 games, this is the highest points total we've had at this point ever. So we had 15-16, uh, we had 54 points at this point in the season. The season after, 59, 55, and then this season, 60 points at this stage. So he's improving. It's not like we're... Yeah. It, it's, it's easy to look at that one game or you know that and Burnley in isolation and go, oh, that's shit, we should be doing better in the context of each season but ultimately we are getting more points so we are achieving better and let's not forget we spent no money in the last two transfer windows yeah what he's doing is remar- it's remarkable and we've got Sissoko playing central midfield and he's getting a tune out of him now granted you look at last night's game crying out for someone who can dominate like crying out for Dembele let's be honest and we didn't replace him now that's not that's not Poch's fault like we ha- we're not spending the money and he's not in charge well, of that it's so. his fault if it was his decision not to which we'll never know so I'll just assume it's not <laughs> for the sake of my argument <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the, I, I agree with Twitter with what you said about Twitter. Is it mm. the, the worst part of it is listening to your own fans just mm. beat on. And I get the frustration. Totally. I understand it. I felt terrible. On the train home yesterday, yeah. when I was on my own, finally, I was like, oh, this is, this is tough. And then yeah. you start thinking about Arsenal at the weekend. Yeah. And then you think about those two away games to Leicester, um, Liverpool and Leicester. Liverpool and City, for fuck's sake. I'm so fucking hungover. <laughs> um, the, the mind does start to, to worry. Yeah. And, and the fears and the foreboding of being... I know everything that we've experienced before does come back, but it, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And if it does, we're built to withstand it. Yeah. The thing is, right, <laughs> the thing is, we're all looking at it the negative way, which is like, yeah, if we lose to Arsenal, they're only one point behind. They're still one point behind. But they haven't overtaken yeah, right? yeah, no. You've got to look at the positive. No, right? you do. You do. So even if, let's say, right, so going into the Burnley game, we were looking at it. That doesn't make me feel better. We were, yeah, but listen to it. We were looking up, yeah, so we were thinking, right, beat Burnley... And then we go into the rest of the season, we've got, to, we've got to win every game, and for some miracle, if they drop points, we can do it, right? Okay, it didn't happen against Burnley, now it hasn't happened against Chelsea. But we, we are, it's still in our hands, we're still in control, and we're still that side who's got that far ahead. So we are capable of getting that many points, we are capable of putting runs together, beating teams, Delhi's coming back. Like, so, you've got to look at it and think, like, look at the trend. The trend is that we'll get more points than we don't get for the rest of the season. So even if the worst happens on Saturday... We're still gonna. It's still in our hands, and it's in our control. And the kind of last four or five seasons under Potch have shown that we do deliver. It's oh. just in isolation. It's frustrating, and I get that. But we'll be all right, mate. We'll do it. I can't help but think about the uh, <coughs> the time we have thirteen points about ahead mm. of Arsenal. <laughs> the negative spiral. Arsenal <laughs> there in the negative spiral. Thanks. That's by us. That worked out. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. But then. It, <laughs> It's different days though, isn't it? It's different days. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep saying that until it until it happens. It's different now. Different. It's just different. <laughs> the shoes on the roof, for fuck's sake! The world has changed. <laughs> it's a different place. You keep post Brexit, the world's gone mental, mate. People are putting their shoes on the roof, and Tottenham are not like, throwing away like massively. You looking at them. I can't get over it. There's a pair of Nikes up there, for fuck's sake! Four pairs. They're all right. Like uh, my guess is that someone's. Like got really smelly feet. Yeah, that's the only thing it can be. Yeah, because they're near the the window, aren't they? That's like in the roof. So they've obviously opened them and put them out there purposely. I prefer your storage, your storage. Yeah, yeah, well, it's much better. Um, Trippier isn't that popular. No, he's getting rinsed <laughs> online. <laughs> isn't he? Uh, I saw Wendy just just tweeted this morning. Oh, mate. Get in the Thames or throw him in the Thames or. Uh, yeah, I mean, Wendy's been a long-standing proponent of. Uh, anti-Trippier sentiment yeah um, and you can't it's hard to defend at the moment yeah he, he isn't he isn't performing very well is it time for Cole Cole Peters I really think it is mate I've, I've won because I think he's genuinely good enough and he has to be given a run of games and I, again I saw out some of the vitriol that was online I saw some really good stuff yesterday people were saying like you know Cole Walker Peters has made a few mistakes when he's when he's come in but Trippier has made as many, if not more, high-profile mistakes. Yeah, but he's consistently played tons of games. Yeah, of course. But Cole Walker-Peters has played three games. I think he's only made one really bad mistake, isn't he, Cole Walker-Peters? Um, I, I think, think it was like, the goal against Dortmund. I mean, Barcelona. Yeah, but there was another game. He like Not as anywhere near as costly. There was another game he gave... Well, all, of our, all of our defenders are, are, are practically kicking the ball exactly, in the net anyway. But my point is... Boyd's done it this season. Yeah. He, against Arsenal, he, he literally kicked the ball in his own net. Yeah. Trippier's done it. Yeah. So has Carl Walker-Peters. Yeah. But I feel like, look, Trippier's 28, 29. Yeah. So let's think about it realistically. Is he going to get any better? No. Carl Walker-Peters has got that, the high ceiling aspect for me. And also, it's just... It's another one of those players that's come from the academy and maybe just gets it a little bit more. And it'd be one of those I'd like, I just want to see him in. It's, see it's him a weird one. Chance. You can, I mean, the only thing you can go by is that Pochettino knows something that we don't. Yeah, maybe. That's the only thing. And you know, he sees him every day mm. and he understands football better than us. Yeah. And if he thinks Trippi is better than Cole <laughs> he has to be. I mean, it was hell of a finish, so maybe there's something in that. Maybe he's thinking, yeah. Right, yeah. Technique. Yeah. Just open his body up. Gosh, <laughs> have that Lorici mug. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, mate. I, I think Cole Walker-Peters is good enough. I think, like, just based on pure talent, there's not much between the three of them. I think Aurier, when he has a great game, is great, but he's just so inconsistent, and he's just such an odd player. He is strange. He's really weird. And Trippier's another one. It's like, sometimes he does play right, and you think, actually, now we're all being a bit harsh. And then he just has fucking nightmares like he did yesterday. 
Did you hear uh, Kane was on one last night, wasn't he? Mm. Trying to fight everyone. He was mad. Yeah, he was like he was like the guy in the pub. He's just <laughs> had a little bit too much to drink. He's just start swinging for everybody. Yeah, just going nuts. He could face a ban for the headbutt, apparently. Uh, well, headbutting in inverted commas. I mean, he didn't actually headbutt him. Did yeah. He? So I, I have a little WhatsApp group, proper Yids Peters, with my mates, because it was proper Yids. And then when Walker left, we just decided to change it to proper years, Peter. <laughs> um, so we were talking about it this morning, and I was pretty sure that the ref booked Kane for his reaction, which surely meant that he must have seen the like. I wouldn't call it a headbutt; it was more just like kind of squaring up to him and jutting his. That head. shit happens all the time. Definitely. What? So I thought the booking was for that melee, which if you've been booked and the ref's seen it, I don't think you can get retrospective punishment. So I don't know unless the ref didn't see that bit of it. Um, so hopefully not because otherwise that's a nightmare if we're losing him for three games he's come back with like a bit mental mm. okay it's like something broken him when his ankle went again yeah he's come back to not worse but just like he's gonna he looks angry doesn't he he looks mad yeah he looks a bit angry um, I was just having a look here Harry Kane's clash with, to be made after Harry, the decision on Harry Kane's clash to be made on Azpilicueta to be uh, what's the fuck is wrong with him man so the pieces of a man. I, 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 honestly, in bits, <laughs> I, I'm can't <laughs> can't even function. Can't function. Can't read. <laughs> fucking bollocks. And I'm gutted. Honestly, I'm fucking gutted. Yeah. I it's, I'm fucking gutted. Yeah, it's really shit, isn't it? The thing yeah. is, it was like it was just such a like you know the Battle of the Bridge. Obviously, that that ended in disappointment ultimately. But there was this sense of like pride that we just thought, do you know what? Fuck it, we'll start taking names. And it was a little bit like there was a little bit of pride. I felt like yes, there was such a damp squib. Like it really was the first time for a long time where I've just gone, oh, fuck off, lads. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. just fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Um, obviously, Arsenal. Actually, one one good thing mm. uh, we didn't draw. Exactly, the undrawables is still on there. Still on. Should we just leave that joke as well now? It's been a bit done, isn't it? Yeah, it's like... I'm boreable. I'm <laughs> um, Obviously, it would have been great to go into the Arsenal game mm. with a just a result out of Chelsea. It hasn't happened. They've just beaten Bournemouth 5-1. Yeah. It didn't help. Yeah. Um, if they beat us, they're one point behind, as we discussed. Yeah. What, what, what's your feeling going into that, that Arsenal game now? Um, I have the, Before the Chelsea game, I was more worried about it. Now this has happened, it's like a throwback to the kind of like Yol era where we've just lost away at Chelsea, of course we have. They've just fucking smashed someone 5-1 and we're going into the derby at the weekend. Yeah. And I actually feel like the last couple where we've gone into it sort of as the favourites, we've been fairly shit. Um, and I feel like actually this might do us a little bit of a favour again, a bit of a grounding to go, we really need to step this up because otherwise we could like, we could lose the game. So I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, weirdly, like actually losing to Chelsea, now I think I'm less nervous than I was before that game. Really? Which makes absolutely no sense, <laughs> granted. But yeah, and, and also I, I just feel like it's a derby, isn't it? It's go, it can go any way on the day. Um, yeah, we, we've got to do something. It's like if we couldn't, we can't get motivated for this, just give up. I mean, we have to get we have to get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not like we won't. You know, I didn't we didn't intentionally go out there and perform badly. Chelsea would be good. Yeah. And, and overall, we weren't. I don't think we were that far behind them. Like I said, the performance wasn't horrendous. No. It's just they defended brilliantly. Really. Yeah. The issue is, I think now as a well, lot, a lot of teams are doing it. Burnley did it because obviously that's their limitation. But even like the bigger sides are realizing if you just give us the ball. And just let us have it. We are struggling at the minute to break people down when Ericsson's not in form. And I think they were hitting us on the counter a lot, Chelsea, yesterday. Mm. And I think that that's, that's one issue that we, that we might have against Arsenal. They might just concede possession and say, go on and break us down and hit, try and hit us on the counter. It's not how they play, though. It's not. It's but, and, and hopefully they don't, because I think that'll actually play into our hands a little bit if they come out. Because we have really struggled against... When teams have gone narrow and just sat in, it's really hard for us to break them down. Yeah. What did, you, what did you think of Ericsson's performance yesterday? He's just not been on it, has he? Like, oh, it was a great. There was a couple of quality passes yeah. that he made. Yeah, yeah. but he's, he's got that ability, hasn't he? Like you'd expect that. Yeah. Um, I just... think when we were Ericsson, every time he goes to play an incisive pass, like you, you can see he's shaping up to hit something. Mm. You go, this is something great that's going to happen here, and that's that. He has that quality. Yeah. It's just that it's becoming less and less often that he seems to be able to find that space, and I think that's about how teams are come, 
setting up against us. Yeah, I think they've just worked out there's no there's no alternative to Ericsson. It's like if, if he if you get him out of the game, we we really do lack creativity. And before where you have like a Dembele who could break the lines just yeah. by, by dribbling it, that takes players out of the game and therefore creates space. But that and again it's not it's not a criticism of Sissoka because it's just not his game. He's fine at like breaking stuff up, like fighting fires and yeah. giving it simple. And Winks is another one. He'll like tick a game over and keep the tempo, but he's not particularly creative, and he can't necessarily see a pass. So I think yeah, teams just realise like if you take Ericsson out of the game, it makes it really difficult for us to create chances for Kane, and that's what we need. But uh, Pochettino said we're five to ten years away from winning the league title and changing our mentality. Fucking hell! <laughs> five uh, sounds alright. Five to ten is a big, not five to la- six. Last whatever. week, he, I mean, we were talking about title changes literally a week ago. Yeah. Well, um, it's a weird thing to say. Yeah, it's a bit odd. And what what is our mentality? Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't get it. I never understand that. The thing is about like sort of Burnley game, you get the usual shit, which is like, oh, bottlers, bottlers. Yeah. But for me, it's like, we didn't bottle that game. We literally, all we were doing was trying to score. And then we gave two shit goals away and we got punished for it. That, but we were trying to win. It wasn't like we shit ourselves and they yeah. bad at us. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same as last night. I don't think that we shat ourselves or froze. It's just like, Sometimes you, you come up against teams and for whatever reason, you just, you know, there's a mistake made. You know, take, take the second goal, it was dull shit, but... Do you know the bottle thing? Mm-hmm. You know, the bottling, I, everybody's getting it now. Yeah. They're not, it ain't just Spurs. Yeah, it's like, like people throwing it loads at Liverpool. It's yeah. just that, it's, it's essentially anyone who doesn't win. Yeah, you bottled it. Bottling, if you're too shit to compete, then you haven't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, basically everyone else in the league has not bottled it. They've never been in it because they're shit. That's fine, but if you're in it for even just slightly, then you bottled it. Yeah, Madness. absolutely. Um, five to ten years, uh, f- f- five. I'll take five. Yeah, well, I've said. Five. You said five, so I'm sticking years. with that. Yeah, we'll do it in five. It's tough, isn't it? Because you lose a game and it changes your perception of football completely, and your club and your your a win, and you're just flying on cloud nine. Football's a very odd thing. It's mad, isn't it? And how? Why we put so much? We 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 trust them with our feelings. <laughs> and they fuck us. Yeah, every time. Every time. It's like going back to your missus and you know she cheats and you go back <laughs> and she does it again. Yeah. And you don't want to know, but you pick up a phone and check her Facebook yeah. all the time. Yeah. And there's just dick in there. Yeah. Tons of it. Yeah, you go upstairs. Yeah, there's a dick in the bed. Yeah, you look on the roof, there's someone else's shoes. For That's fuck's sake. <laughs> what is this? It's four, I don't four, even wear a size 11. <laughs> four dicks on the, on the roof. Um, that's what it's like and you can't help it because you love her yeah you know and she's she makes halloumian tomato sandwiches <laughs> yeah toasted if you're asking George Foreman bosh got Barocca on tap <coughs> Pochettino also reveals Levy is more positive about moving in late for this new stadium get us in just get us in there oh, I don't I just want yeah. Going to Wembley on Saturday for the, for the yeah. game and just, yeah, it's fucking shit. Yeah, it's one of those games that I feel like you have to be there because it's worse being at, at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's sold out. Well, weirdly, I got an email uh, from the club saying that it was on general sale, which really shocked me. So I don't know if it's now sold out. That was earlier in the week. But what? I didn't think it, it would even get to that point. What, 90,000 big stadium? It is, but I can't remember even like the last... Uh, Derby or like the like the bigger games go into general sale. It's weird because it means Arsenal has buy tickets on general sale, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think they can. I don't even remember. Which is dis- disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, but I get slapped up. Yeah, if you're near me, I'm going to throw you off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to actually generally I'll be ready to go to prison. Yeah, because you'll be going over the balcony. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're going down. Do you think you, if you if you saw an Arsenal fan go mental in the stadium celebrating that you were did you go for them? I'd throttle them, yeah. I wouldn't... Because I think you can get away with a strangle. Stra- yeah, but not not gripping up to the windpipe, windpipe crushing stage, <laughs> but just enough, like, the scruff of their shirts, shit them up good and proper. Yeah. And then, like, say, I'm going to throw you over the fucking balcony if you don't leave. And hope that they shit themselves and don't realise that, in fact, I am a coward. And we'll back down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that they just go, fucking hell, he's a big lump. He's probably hard. I'm not. But <laughs> I'm not a if you think I am, that's fine. That's it, that's all you yeah. need. Um, Philip Proy Brooks on Twitter he says expressing disappointment after a loss is our, right, is our right as a fan but where do you draw the line between criticism and straight up abuse um, I kind of what, what do you well if you're like if you're atting players I don't see the benefit of that 
you're, that's weird. Yeah, because it's, they're just going to... Let's say, hypothetically, they do read it. A lot of them have like social media managers and all that shit. Let's say they do read it. How is that going to help it? How is it going to go, do you know what, Steve, at Steve Big Boy... Yeah, you're right. I am fucking shit. I'll just go upstairs and just blow my brains out, shall I? Yeah. Like, what? How is that helping the like the player? I get it if you want to just put it out to the world, like trippy as shit. That's not that's not really going to hurt him, and it's not going to make you feel better. But mm. if you want to get it out of your system, fine. So I just feel like yeah, if people want to do it, but doing it directly at the players and at the club, I just don't see the benefit of it really. I don't think they're doing it because they want to benefit the player. <laughs> I don't think they're thinking. I know what's going to fix the situation. <laughs> I think that they just can't. They're, they're anyone who does that is completely immature. <laughs> Says the two guys giggling at some shoes on a roof. Fucking hell! Well, it's like you're you haven't your brain isn't developed enough. Yeah. So um, you you do something stupid like that. Yeah, it's a lack of emotional intelligence, isn't it? Like to not really know how to compute your. I would say as a baseline level of intelligence. Yeah. It's your. You, that's. Idiocy! It's you acting like an idiot. Yeah. Um, and the criticism. I mean, it's 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 your right to moan, but it's my right to not listen or, yeah, or, or not look at it. I guess. The, the, I mean, we talked about Twitter so many times, but it's like it is the worst place to, to, to go after after. And I can't believe you did it last yeah. night. Was what you were thinking? Yeah, it wasn't it? it didn't make you feel any better. I bet. No. <laughs> Um, and uh, you know, there, there's times where I, I, I feel furious after games. Mm. Like last night, I was crushed. Yeah. But I, I, no part of me did I want to go and make someone else's life a little bit worse by tweeting everything I felt. Yeah. If we, uh, if we lose yeah. to Arsenal, yeah. What, how, what do you do? Just go home. Just go straight home. Just want to go. Yeah. Just smash my missus up. Yeah. <laughs> In a sexual way or no? Right. right. Yeah. Gonna punch her. Domestic abuse <laughs> way. Do you know? Uh, jokes aside, it's not funny, is it? Um, but the the jokes aside, like in Glasgow, mm. domestic violence goes up. What when one of the teams loses? Yeah, when Rangers or Celtic lose. Shit, man, that's bad. Isn't it? I'm pretty sure I didn't make that up. No, I think I've heard that before. The thing is, it's one of those things. It's like it's such a. Um, it's a horrible subject and it shouldn't be tied to football but unfortunately like men are very uh, emotionally unintelligent and will just justify their actions based on football we all do it in small ways but that is extreme isn't it yes um, speaking of violence <laughs> yeah. uh, is it the question um, that Ben, ben Osorio sent in yeah. he says uh, Ben says he regrets wrecking his relationship with Pochettino and wishes that he, he was still at Spurs who do you regret pissing off so badly that you did never go back? And what did you do to burn the bridges? Um, I so I used to have a friend who was like my best friend growing up. Um, I won't name him because I don't know what he's doing now. Um, he, we were really close. We used to hang out all the time every weekend, each other's houses. And basically, where I grew up, there's two schools: Harlington, Redbourne. I went to Harlington, and the other school was Redbourne, right? Mm. And I was out at a weekend, like a Friday night, just being a typical teenager down like the local park which was neutral territory, but there were some Redbourne lads a year above. Now, a year above, that's immediately, they're like MMA-level fighters yeah. too. You're, yeah, they sh- are. you're shitting yourself because you're like, these are fucking double They're bigger boys. They're, they are bigger boys. <laughs> and uh, so we're there, and they find out that I'm from Harlington, which is obviously the rival school. Right. So they think, well, obviously natural thing to do, beat the living shit out of him. That seems reasonable. What, how did they find out? I don't know. I guess, I guess I was probably classic, chirps up the girls, and oh. then it probably got back to the lads that I was from a different school. Oh. Yeah, so sometimes it doesn't pay to be a lover, lover man. Sometimes it will bite you in the arse. <laughs> is, <that laughs> Some, yeah. is that you describe it? Yeah, lover, back, lover. back in the day, now I'm more of a burger, burger man. <laughs> or bunga, bunga man. But um, yeah, then I was. So Chip's not the girl then. They've, they've obviously told these lads, not happy about it. Uh, and they've decided to, to basically start on me. Three lads, a year above, is basically like... yeah, Ten. Yeah, it might, might as well be. be yeah. yeah. So um, I'm then thinking, okay, well, it's all kicking off. At least my mate's here. Like, he'll, he'll step in for me. Mm. Doesn't. Just just what? stares with an icy glare. <laughs> as if to say, I don't know you. I don't know you. Don't don't implement me in this, like, this whole thing. Mm. So in the end, I just take a fucking pounded <laughs> by three massive older blokes. And so I got the shit kicked out of me. And he's just there, like, pretending he doesn't know me. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, well, there's got to be a line, hasn't there? And that's probably... 
the line where I'm like, do you know what? Nah, enough. So we didn't really see each other much after that. He's, um, yeah, but he's like, he was afraid, wasn't he? Yeah, he was scared, yeah. So is that okay? Um, I personally think even if you're scared, if it's your, if it's your so-called best friend, yeah. you've got to at least try to do something. Like if you'd have just got in the way of it and tried to be like, like at, least no, like, like, at least he's like done something. He doesn't have to fight. I'm not saying he like needs to be there on the front, like giving it Conor McGregor, mm. but just like just do something. At least protect. At least acknowledge you know me. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> just standing there like, oh, look at that poor bloke. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. How old was you? Uh, probably about fourteen. Really, you never spoke to him again. No, that was it, mate. So yeah, it's one of them. It's like you've got to, you've got to stick up for your mates, haven't you? Yeah. Do what you can, basically, within your limitations. Certainly, don't pretend you don't know them. That's amazing. there's there's like the fight or flight in it, and yeah. some people just love violence. Like my little brother Alex, he had a period during his um, his teens where he was getting fighting every weekend, yeah. and it weren't like he was going out looking for violence, but he had this he had this like big thing about if something if someone was being disrespectful to someone or if, if he set, felt like there was something wrong being done to someone else it yeah. would be his responsibility to fix it yeah. not being completely unaware that your ideas of what is right and wrong might be different from someone else and also you don't know the situations that people are in yeah of course so you could be making a completely wrong decision anyway <laughs> um, there was one time we was in Camden uh, late at night we'd been out boozing all day and um, I was with these two birds um, and it was me and Ricky and they were Alex's friends the girls and uh, they had short skirts on and whatnot, and they were walking past this parked car uh, outside the taxi rank, and there was three Turkish guys in there, and there were lots of people around as well. And one of the Turkish guys said something like, called this girl slag or something like uh, that. That's not necessary. No, not necessary. Um, anyway, I, I mean, as soon as I heard it, yeah, I knew Alex was... That, that was wasn't, it, yeah. This wasn't going to end with us <laughs> walking away. Fuck anyway, he, this guy was... Talk, like Alex turned to square up. And this guy was just saying, you're a fucking pussy, you're not going to do anything like that. And my brother's not saying anything. And um, and I know that's a bad sign. Yeah. And he's staring at him, not saying anything. I don't know what he's thinking. Maybe he's trying to work him out or something. Whether or not there's going to be... I don't know what he's thinking. He's yeah. like, he looked like a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, so I got in Alex's ear and said, come on, mate, let's just walk away. It's not, we've got two girls here. Me and Ricky, they look... Quite strong, these guys. Yeah, they look tough. <laughs> they look tough. Uh, there's a chance we're not going to win this one. Yeah. Uh, it's along those lines. And there'd been like tragedies in my family as well before, like street fighting. And uh, we, uh, so I managed to convince him to walk away. And we're walking down, down the street and we're having a chat and stuff. We've got about 100 yards. And I turned around to speak to Alex and he's gone. He's not there. He's just gone. And I look, at, look down the road. And he's just running. He's running. And I was like, oh, mate. So me and Ricky go after him. Go around the corner. By the time we get to him, I couldn't be more than 20 seconds, this guy was on the floor, just completely knocked out wow. cold. Just And my brother's backing away from him with a grin on his face. <laughs> I'm like, Alex, mate, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> um, and, and the cool thing about it was that, because there was three of them, there was two Jamaican guys, Really thick Jamaican accents. Yeah. Were holding the other two um, Turkish guys back, saying that it was a one-on-one fight. Oh, it was fair play. Yeah, yeah because even as tough as Alex is, yes, free as you are. Right? Yeah, they might have been the year above at school. So. <laughs> <laughs> be double up. <laughs> what uh, you saying? You had a fighting story. I've, I've got me. Weirdly, despite the, the cowardice that that runs ultimately through my body, mm. sometimes when I'm confronted with with action. I do tend to veer on the more fight rather than flight side, yeah. right? But I really don't like getting involved in that sort of stuff and I try and avoid it at all costs. But there is one story that is legendary in my friendship group. <laughs> it's a very long story and I will reduce it down for the benefit of the pod, right? Yeah. So well, look, it's, well, we're towards the end of the podcast. We're okay, just, the 30% is out there. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy this. We'll appreciate this. And it's, um, you know, like no one wants to listen to football now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, this hopefully this will cheer you up. If you, if you like fighting, you'll find it funny. If you like funny stuff, you'll find it funny. So this should be good. So basically, there's a group of us out. It's a bank holiday, so we're out on a Sunday night. And we're out in uh, Clapham. Uh, end of the night, we're all smashed up. We're in a McDonald's. So we, we're chatting to like just groups of girls in there. The love of love a man's back in business. Yeah, what, uh, what was your sort of go-to chat up like? Right, babe, do you like a Big Mac? Or, <laughs> or, or what's your... 
Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you like an apple pie for dessert? What's your, what's your tipple? Milkshake or Coca-Cola, babes? Um, so we're, we're chatting to this group of girls, and then all of a sudden, we're just like a couple of chips start coming over from the like group of lads behind us. So I'm thinking, oh, fucking hell, like, really? Mm. Let's grow up a little bit. Chip, chip. And then one of my mates takes a fucking uh, like cheeseburger to the face. <laughs> just like splat. And it like proper splattered him and then just like slipped down his face slowly. So I, I knew immediately, okay, well, this is going to kick off. So my mate gets up. And to be fair to him, was like fairly polite going, boys, like, grow up. You've just thrown this at me. It's hit me in the face. <laughs> And they start laughing, obviously, which is fair enough. And they're like, Look, this, is, this is a bit too much. Like, yeah, like, just stop it. Well, sure enough, another burger comes over. Bosh, like, hits a different lad. Uh, I mean, like, there's the immaturity, but there's also, like, it's a fucking... You just bought that. Yeah, it's burning cash. Like, who are these fucking ballers? So Bill Gates was it. So anyway, we, like, it ends on kind of everyone standing up and squaring up to each other, right? And then there's a few few words exchange, and then they go out. And the guy who got like hit in the burgers just got that bit like what you were saying about your brother. Like there's this icy glare, yeah. And he just he just like without looking at me, he just goes, "Oh, I'm not having that." So he goes outside, and I thought, "Oh, fucking hell, here we go." So a few of us like follow him out. Sorry, they leave. They left. They left, but they're outside like lurking, essentially like trying to intimidate us, waiting outside. Yeah. And he thinks, oh, fuck it, I'm not having this. So he goes outside, and just as like the, the door opens, I'm just behind him, and I just out of nowhere just see him hammer this guy's face, yeah. and the blood of his nose just goes all over me, just like exploded oh, all over God. me, like a paintball. I was like, <laughs> fuck! And then I just see like six blokes running towards me, and then I just feel the, the weight of all my mates coming behind me, like into them. It was oh, like being in the middle of a war zone. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell! It's like Kosovo in Clapham Oil Street. Like, what the fuck? So then there's just a massive street brawl, and I mean, like, must have been sort of 15, 16 blokes fighting, like, mental. Cars stopping, because obviously we're in the middle of the high street. you got, like, some of my mates, like, pulling their shirts over, swinging them around into taxi cabs, like, going... It was absolute chaos, like, madness. And uh, once it kind of all, like, broke down, I see this one guy who's obviously with their group of mates, like, on the edge. And I said, look, mate, just get your mates and, like, fucking go, because otherwise it's just going to get worse for everyone. Just take them. I'll take my mates this way. You go that way. So we were all walking off back to my mate's house. We're all like, adrenaline is pumping, yeah. like we're all like going mad. And then I see the same guy that I've just said to get your mates off on the phone, walking behind us. So I thought, you cheeky little rat. Yeah. Like you're ringing the police to like stitch us up. Oh, was that what it was? Well, so, so I go over there and go, I can't believe you grasping us up. Take his phone. I'm in Clapham Common. And I thought, I'll just throw it so he can't like make the call. Right? I've thrown it. I've never thrown anything so far in my life. <laughs> <laughs> It went out of Clapham Common, out of the fucking orbit, and hit the moon. It went miles, and it hit the road and just shattered into a million bits. And I was like, that was pretty good, actually. I was like, oh, no, fuck off, like, giving it to the big man, right? So we go back to my mate's house. We're sitting there. This is like, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes after this ruckus in the high street. And we're all, like, giving it, oh, we're so cringe, but we're, like, cigars and whiskey, and we're like, oh, that was a fucking brutal fight, blah, 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 like, yeah. thinking we're absolute lads. Now, I've got a mate of mine, I won't say his name, but he's basically the polar opposite of me. So he's like, I'm six foot three, a big bloke, hairy face, like dark hair. He's like 5'10", completely bald and no beard. <laughs> he answers the door and they, the, the basically, I'd say there was eight police officers. Half of them were uniform, half of them were like non-uniform police officers. They grab him, put him in the back of their van and come into the house and go, right, everybody down into the lounge. Got mates upstairs who didn't even come out with us on the night out, <laughs> getting dragged out of bed into the lounge. You've got one of my mates sitting there with blood all over his shirt, just gets a cushion, just like covers it over him. And there, so the police are there like, right, we want someone to tell us what's happened. So immediately we're thinking, fucking hell, this fight's been caught on CCTV, we're in so much shit. 100%. So my mate who threw the first punch just went, okay, like, basically this is what happened, they threw the food at me, so I... Um, acted in self-defence and threw the first punch and they went oh no we're not here for the fight we want to know about the phone so immediately I'm just like oh fuck <laughs> no and um, so no one says anything obviously because we're thinking well we're in the middle of Clapham Common like the only people there so were, what, were the, the geezer was grassing you well so this gets right, better right, right. this story <laughs> mental so we, we've, we've gone through all this and anyway they go no one says anything out of my mates and they go well look we've already got your mate who's done it who's thrown the phone so you might as well tell us what's happened well immediately we all know that our mate who they've grabbed and nicked wasn't the guy who's thrown the phone it was me mm. so everyone just says like stay silent thinking well it would just go away he spends a night in jail <laughs> has to get a solicitor <laughs> because it's a bank holiday <laughs> the solicitor rocks up in shorts and a t-shirt 
And he's going, so mate, uh, what did you do? And he went, I didn't do it. I, I didn't see, even see you did it. I wasn't even there. I was literally miles behind him walking. So he didn't, he didn't see it or witness anything. So he has one phone call. So he rings our mate in the morning and he goes, look, what's happened? And I said, look, I've obviously done it, but they think that you've done it. And you haven't. So just tell them that you haven't done it yeah. and then you didn't see it, which is the truth. And I was like, and if they charge you, I'll hand myself in. Because I was like, you're not, like, I wouldn't let you do time for something that I've done. Do time. Do time. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so, so I was like, okay. Um, so anyway, gets the morning, gets gets released, and uh, we pick him up from like the like police station in the morning once he's like been released. We drive back home, and then uh, he said basically it'll be like in f- like four or five months time they'll let him know. Now he's got like quite a good job, and it means he's got certain security things that he has to get through. So if he got charged, he'd been in a bad way, and obviously I would then have to hand myself in, and that would have fucked my job as well. So I sort of forgotten about it after four or five months, and I get a phone call from this mate, and he's like. Hello, mate. Uh, just want to talk to you about this case, and I'm thinking, oh fuck, this is it. My life's over. Yeah, going to prison for a phone smash. Like this is disaster. You've not gone to prison. And he goes, well, he goes, um, <laughs> he goes. Basically, the guy who was like the um, staff sergeant, whatever they call him, on duty that night, uh, rang me and he said, "It's all good. We're off. I'm off the hook." So I was like, "Mate, that's amazing news. So good to hear it." And he went, "But um, it turns out that um, they did have this CCTV footage, and the reason that they couldn't charge us with anything is because the blokes who we got in a fight with were coppers." No. Yeah. And the guy whose phone I smashed was a copper, and that's why they came in so fucking heavy-handed with all of them. And he said, so obviously we couldn't do anything like between you and I, so like we couldn't really do anything with the footage. And uh, so I said to Dean, I was like, oh fucking hell, that's mad. And he went, yeah. Um, so what I would say though is we can't charge you, but I've seen the CCTV footage. Uh, you and your mates are fucking mental. <laughs> Stay out of trouble. Don't come back to Clapham. <laughs> Yeah, so we yeah. <laughs> he went stay out of trouble. Don't come back to Clapham. <laughs> that is a quality story. Carnage, mate. Carnage. So yeah, fucking beat up the feds. Got away with it. Whatever. Just yeah, yeah, living the dream. Outlaw, basically. They can be dirty bungles. Yeah, they, they were they were nasty, mate. Um, yeah, like I said, there was a lot of them, and it was a bit like we've just smashed a phone. Why is there like undercover police officers? Yeah, and they were so mad because we obviously got one over on them. They were, they were any of them, nothing, none of them that were involved in the fight. No, so, was, but obviously they knew each other, presumably, or yeah. told them. Um, yeah, so it turns out they were all police, yeah. Chaos, mate, chaos. Yeah. Uh, got loads of, loads of funny fighting stories, I'll save them, but yeah. Doing them on next week. Yeah. Uh, David, uh, Alfie Ward, um, he said in the question in the Patreon group. Oh. Uh, Sunday Life highlighted to get people's minds off of last night, old school TFC. Would you rather be able to fly at 10 miles an hour or, or run at 110 miles an hour? Um, well, in my Sunday league career, my biggest and my worst attribute was a lack of pace, which probably to do with the um, body mass that I carry at all times. Yeah. So if I could run really quick, I reckon I'd actually be quite decent. So I could probably like have carved out a much better Sunday league career than I, than I had. So I'd probably just pick that, mate. Flying's overrated. Dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> Not a ten mile an hour, ain't. Well, isn't it? You get, mate. If if you saw someone flying now in the sky, yeah. even if it was ten mile an hour, what was the first thing that you do? You'd ring the police and go, "There's someone flying out here, but putting shoes on people's roofs. What the fuck's going on?" You'd, <laughs> you'd be panicked. I've got, I've got a bit of the flying for me. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, you go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because the why? Because the freedom of it. Oh. Well, there's loads of people that can run fast. Yeah, but not hundred miles an hour. <laughs> oh, also, I don't do the Olympics immediately. <laughs> um. Jim Cool said, why during the, the fight called Social in, in January did at least three people approach me and ask me whether I was youth, love? By the way, on each occasion I confirmed, I, on each occasion I confirmed that sadly I was not and as one disappointed customer after another walked away bemused, a <laughs> feeling of both regret and sorry for you, Gru. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's so good. Next uh, time, mate. Jim Cool, thank you, mate. Yeah. Thanks for coming to Patreon as well. Yeah, to say, say yes next time and go... Oh, do you know what? I'd love a beer, mate, to go to the bar. Just help yourself. Like, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for everyone who bought beer as well for me. Mm. Like, I didn't buy a single drink. It's incredible. That is good. I mean, I, I happily buy a drink. Yeah. But people just kept bringing them to me, which is, I mean... That's part of the dream, isn't it? Yes. I mean, but the best thing about the podcast yeah. <laughs> is free beer. Yeah. Um, George, also I met last night, patron. Uh, does anyone, uh, does everyone remember the 90s... Uh, and can we all be not so down about winning, winning a match once in a while? Yeah, I think it's the perspective thing, isn't it? You just have to have a little bit of perspective of where we've come from and just remember, like, you know, that 
Times were a lot darker than they are now, and we just need to like not be. So it's the expectation that's grown, though, isn't it? That's, that's where it comes from. Definitely. And the higher the expectation, the um, the, the kind of greater the pain. Mm. The bigger you are, the harder you fall. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. So you know, you're either you've got to be in it. You know, it's like it's like you lose in the semi final of an FA Cup, and you think, well, at least it's been losing the final because that's been worse. Yeah, but you've got to be in the race. Oh yeah, even if it hurts. Yeah, but that'll be a part of it. And and look, we will we will bounce back from Chelsea defeat. And I don't think we're going to lose against Arsenal. I think we're going to do them. Yeah. But if we do, we'll bounce back from that as well. Yeah. And we've got a great team, a great a set of players. Managers have the right ideas. We've got a stadium, brand new stadium that we're going to be walking into very soon. Uh, a new era. Money coming in. Mate, it's all happening. Mate, all we need is some players. All we need, some new signings. Yeah, just a just need. All we need is just a few little sprinkles all on we, top. All of we a need delicious is cake. five world class players. <laughs> all, we need, all we need is Messi to sign, and we'll be fine. Eric says, um, if you could pick one player from the history of Spurs that never lost form and kept their abilities forever, who would you pick to play for Spurs? You can't pick Jimmy Greaves. Wow, it's a good question. That so they they were always in peak form. I mean, what what would we need now? The thing is, there's there's need and want, isn't there? Because imagine like peak Bale, never injured. It'd just be incredible in that team. But actually, we need a central midfielder right now. Modric. So maybe Modric, yeah. Would it be Modric? I think so. I think so. Like he's the central midfield wise. I mean, look at what he's won at Madrid. Granted, he's in an amazing team. But if we had him in peak form in our in our team now, I think that would make us quite special, actually. Yeah. I was speaking to this about my brothers, and they were saying, my brother Joe and Bale. Yeah. All day because of what he did, like he single handedly carried us that season. Yeah, uh, I picked Modric because just of the impact that he has on the team and how crucial he is and his ability to carry the ball. And yeah, all, all everything we know about Modric. To my in my eyes, Modric is still the best player I've seen in in, in the flesh at Spurs. Yeah, who's, your, who's yours? Who's your best? I think Bale, Pete Bale, just like that season before he left, he was fucking mental. Like I just felt like any any game and every game. He'll do something. He'll he'll bring something and pull something out of the bag, um, and it was just amazing to see. And it was just like it was worldy goals. That was the thing about it. Is like every goal seemed to be special. Yeah, yeah. The so, what, what's your favourite Bale goal? Do you know what? Weirdly, I really like his goal against Stoke when the ball gets pinged to him at the back post. Freaky. And his so, and his legs so high, and he just fucking <laughs> pings it in the far corner. What? What? I love that goal. It's how, amazing. How did he get his foot so high? It was freakish. <laughs> it's so weird. I listened to it on the radio I didn't see it and uh, the, the guy said that it was, Bale had scored one of the most incredibly strange goals I've mm. ever seen the technique to get his foot that up that way out no, he was a special special and he, he hits it so clean as well and it just oh, it's, it's lovely I mean it didn't mean a great deal but it was just a lovely goal from a technique point of view and then obviously like the winner against West Ham the fucking smash yeah. and miles out was great I love that goal absolutely um, I think that's it for the Fighting Cup podcast this week uh, I'm I can't believe I haven't been sick. Yeah, you've done really well. We didn't need that bucket in the end, does it, guys? We'll be back. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. After a triumphant win this weekend. But yeah, full of energy. Yeah. And um, like I said, lots of exciting stuff coming from Patreon. Um, so if you really want to support Fighting Cock, if only it gets you in for the socials for free so you don't have to pay for them. Yeah, I mean, that's... Alone, that should be enough to justify it. Well, we've done two this month. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a place. Yeah, we're earning a fiver. Yeah. If anything, it's economics, scales, graphs. (laughs) Supply and demand. Yeah, simple. Um, Yeah. So, uh, Patreon, P A T R E O N, forward slash the fighting clock. Thank you for staying with us. If you're still with us, you're a legend. Yeah, you're a hero. This has been. Tough. Yeah, it's dri- dribble. In the last 45 minutes, dribble, really. Dribble. Absolutely dribble. Your story was good. Cheers, mate.
mummy or your mummy Ha ha, fighting cock and we don't give a shit Everybody knows flat plates and prick We can get a sticky in the mini sucking willy When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli bang, bang. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network.